It's hard to believe it's been 11 days since I finished my first round of Bowen work classes in Abilene. My daily routine has drastically changed because now I am back to being a student. I've always been a lifelong learner and I spent years traveling to all 50 U.S. states as well as Europe as a corporate trainer. Over the course of almost two decades, I trained thousands of adults who wanted to acquire new skills or hone existing skills so they could be more valuable in the workplace. Now, here I am, late in life, acquiring skills to start a new career. It's going to take a lot of work and discipline. I've been thinking about the reinventing myself part and how other people have completely changed careers or achieved great success during a later stage in their life. For example, Mayim Bialik, who starred in the 1990s sitcom Blossom. After playing Blossom, she went on to get a PhD in neuroscience. Today, she plays Amy Fowler on another sitcom called The Big Bang Theory. Being a neuroscientist is what got her the role of Amy. From actress to neuroscientist and back to actress again. These are completely different careers requiring completely different skills. And Mayim Bialik is outstanding in both arenas. A student's life is not easy. And I seem to recall that life is made up of study, study, and more study. While I was working on my undergraduate degree, I sat in front of my blue and white electric Smith Corona typewriter for hours and hours. And I was so happy to have it. I would lend it out to my friends so they could work on their class projects. While I was working on my master's degree, I sat in front of a computer with one blinking dot on the screen. One blinking dot. That was intimidating. You really had to learn the software before you could do anything because there were no visuals to guide you. There were no buttons to click on or icons to choose. It added another learning curve to whatever you were trying to accomplish with a computer. I did not have a printer. I couldn't afford one. I had to drive to the university computer lab in order to print anything. When I told my family I had been accepted into the graduate program and I would be moving across the country to work on my degree, the very first thing my father said was, I'm not spending a dime on your master's degree. You're on your own. My father paid for my undergraduate degree and his message was loud and clear. I hadn't asked him for money and I'd been working for years saving up for graduate school. Still, I hadn't saved enough and by my second year at the University of Tennessee, I had to take out a loan. It took me a decade to pay off that loan, but I did it. I did it on my own. A few months before my graduate school started, my sister Mary took a road trip with me up to Knoxville so I could find a place to live. We took the trip in my gunmetal gray Volkswagen Jetta with over 100,000 miles and no radio. This was back when a radio was the only thing you had in a car. There were no cassette tape players, no CD players, and no Bluetooth. That Jetta had been vandalized twice and stolen once while I was living in Boston. The culprits who stole my car cut the radio right out of the dashboard, leaving nothing but a huge, unattractive hole I had to stare at every time I got into the car. For the cross-country trip, I brought my Walkman. Mary and I plugged our headphones into it, and we drove hundreds of miles listening to the same station, commenting on the music, 
or the NPR show we were listening to with all sorts of wires between our heads in the Walkman. One of us would lunge for the Walkman every time the car made a turn so it wouldn't slide all over the place. We knew we looked awkward and silly hooked up to the headphones, and people in passing cars would point at us. But we didn't care. We needed music for our long trip, and we figured out how to make it work. Two weeks before I moved to Knoxville, the driver's door on the Jetta stopped working. By that, I mean I couldn't open the door. Somehow, the hardware on the driver's door stopped working, but all the other doors functioned perfectly. I had to enter the car on the passenger side and climb over the stick ship in between the two front seats. I love driving five on the floor, but I hated climbing over that stick ship, especially if I was wearing a skirt and pantyhose. The things you have to put up with when you're on a student's budget. I was definitely a poor graduate student. For purely financial reasons, I put myself on the PP&T diet. The peanut butter, pasta, and turkey diet. I, more often than not, ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch and washed it down with a hot cup of tea. My evening meal was very frequently pasta with peas. But what I was most proud of, because of my limited budget, was the tea part of the diet. Tea for turkey. I would stay up studying until one or two in the morning almost every day of the week. I found a 24-7 grocery store not far from my apartment, and I started shopping for groceries in the wee hours of the morning. I would arrive at the grocery store around 2 a.m., and of course, at that early hour, there were very few people in the store. I took my time, and over the course of several weeks, I explored every product on every shelf to find the best prices. I leisurely strolled down each aisle and meticulously looked at every product, checking for prices and looking for items on sale. One morning, I discovered frozen turkey. Back then, you could get a 12 to 14 pound turkey for $2.50. I could not believe how little it cost to buy a turkey. Turkey was one of the best bargains I discovered as a student. Each turkey I bought would feed me for two weeks, and I did not waste a single speck. First, I would stuff the turkey cavity with a few onions and roast the bird. That smell always made me happy because it smelled delicious, and I knew I was going to get a real meal. The day I baked the turkey was my best eating day, as that was my favorite way to consume the bird. After my initial turkey meal, I would carve the turkey and put the dark meat into a container, and the white meat into another container. For the next two weeks, I ate white meat sandwiches for lunch, and I ate a piece of dark meat with a baked potato for dinner. Then I would put the carcass of the turkey into a large pot, fill it with water, and add celery, carrots, and potatoes to make turkey soup. For the next week, I ate turkey soup every night for dinner. I consumed every part of the turkey. After three weeks of turkey meals, I needed a break from turkey, and I would return to the peanut butter and pasta part of my diet until I was ready to purchase another $2.50 turkey, and the turkey cycle would start all over again. My breakfast was always coffee and a bowl of granola, but the PP&T diet sustained me throughout graduate school, and I lost 25 pounds. After I graduated, for the next 12 years, I only ate turkey at Thanksgiving. After all, a person can only consume so much turkey. Now, 
here I am, once again, a poor student. I am on a strict budget while studying bone work, and then I will have to build up my bone work business. I haven't figured out my student diet yet. This time it won't be the PP and T diet, but I'm certain it will be something close to it. A student's life is study, study, and more study. But this time there's an added layer. I will be practicing every bone work move I learn. This is going to be a very different from my student experiences where I would sit before a typewriter or a computer for hours on end. The practice portion of studying bone work is very exciting to me because I will be aware of my improvement. I have case studies to work on and many hours of practice before I finish my bone work. The bone work moves are precise. You either perform them correctly or you do not. Now I intend to practice all the, the bow and work moves until I master them. This student is ready for all of the long hours and hard work. But in addition to that, I have two indoor cats to feed. My student budget is definitely going to be stretched. Things are so expensive these days. Even toilet paper is expensive, but I will have to pay full price for it because toilet paper is one thing I am not willing to do without. I just hope I can afford to keep my two fur babies in kitty litter. Thanks for listening to this episode, and please keep listening for more.